I got to spend a lot of time in the car this week, back and forth to Charlotte to see my parents, which is always kind of nice because it gives me a little extra time to listen to some of my favorite podcasts. And one of them is a show called The Patrick Coffin Show. I kind of referenced it when we were talking about the four cardinal virtues. This is the one that ends every episode with, be a saint, what else is there? And in the midst of this particular episode, he was interviewing a guy by the name of Doug Beaumont, who wrote a book called How to Watch a Movie. Uh, it's basically based on another book called How to Read a Book. Hope you all read it someday. Reading a book is a good thing. But this How to, how to Watch a Movie is basically about you know, how to take the value, you know, to get to the message of what's going on, what to pull out of it. And in the midst of it, it was a very good conversation. In the midst of it, though, they started talking about the Motion Picture Association and the rating system and just how it is kind of funny. And they referenced a particular poster that's up in a lot of movie theater lobbies. And that's the poster that explains what each of the ratings means. And this is the one that they're referencing says this. Rated G means take the kids. Rated PG means know your kids. Rated PG-13 means see it with your kids. Rated R means think before taking your kids. And NC-17 means hire a sitter. Now, what they referenced and I thought was pretty funny was, first of all, he said, isn't it interesting that it doesn't mention thinking until rated R? It's like all the other ones, like, oh, yeah, just blindly go see it. But no, you start thinking when it comes to rated R. But the thing that I think is appropriate for today to look at is you notice that all of those ratings specifically have to do with kids. It doesn't have anything to do with, with adults, right? It's just like the understanding is, hey, everybody come on in. I mean, once you've reached that age of 17, no more worries about morality for you. You just know what you're doing. No, it's just kind of funny how that's the way that the whole rating system sort of works. That we're always just focused on what's it going to do to the kids. But once you've sort of reached this magical age, it's as though, hey, virtue's just kind of doesn't matter. You are where you are. And if the four weeks that we spent focusing on the cardinal virtues has taught us anything, I hope, is that we all need to keep growing in virtue all the time. And I think we probably all know this, but it's good, especially on this Feast of the Holy Family, is to recognize that we don't grow in virtue in a vacuum. That ultimately it happens in that beautiful domestic church, the school of virtue that is the family. And it involves everybody growing together. I heard a beautiful line this week about parents and their children that the sound of a crying baby is like bells calling monks to prayer. You know, it's basically this call for the parent to go and do their vocation, to take care of what they're supposed to be taking care of. And it's in those moments, it's in the living out of the vocation that the person grows in virtue. Now, there's this one, another podcast I like to listen to where the guy says, you know, basically, I'm really impressed with myself and the way I grow in virtue, of course, until my kids start acting up and then I realize how far I've got to go. You know, it's one of those things where when we have the challenges, when we have the crosses that come from our day-to-day -day vocations, that's where the real growth starts to happen. We have this beautiful school in front of us of the family and you notice that Jesus Christ himself chose to be a part of a family, to be in the midst of Mary and Joseph. 
And as the gospel today, with all of its mysterious elements of him staying behind in the temple, you notice three days that they're looking for him, coming to find him, and yet you see that even for Mary and Joseph, who have Jesus in their midst, it's not as though life is just free of anxiety. There's still growth that happens as time continues on, and they grow as a family in that beautiful school of Nazareth, that home life between all of them. The other thing I think is so important to take from this particular gospel is you notice that probably the most perfect, as I think it's said in the, in the uh, opening prayer today, you know, this beautiful, shining example of the family, notice they still go to church. You know, it says it, became, it came that time of year for all the families to go up to the temple to celebrate Passover. It's not like Mary was like, hold on a second, I'm the Blessed Mother. I don't need to go. No. You know, she goes. They go up to the temple. They make the sacrifice of making the pilgrimage and going to the temple. And the thing is, is we recognize that all of us as families continue to grow in virtue. That, this isn't just merely kid stuff, although obviously kids are very much involved. But you look at our first two readings, you know, from Sirach and from Colossians, It talks about the whole family, about what fathers are supposed to do, and mothers and children towards their parents and parents towards their children. It's an ongoing thing. We don't grow in virtue in a vacuum. And just like the Holy Family went up to the temple, the place that all of us, for kids from 1 to 92, all of us grow as we come closer to our Lord. Just like Mary and Joseph had Jesus in their midst, we grow keeping him in our midst as well. I came across this beautiful article this last week. It's by a Dr. Michael Foley, and it's called The Mass and the Four Most Important Lessons of Childhood. And Dr. Foley does something brilliant here. He looks at the Baltimore Catechism and sees the way that the Mass can basically be divided up into four important Elements, four important sections of the Mass. And those four, according to the, to the Baltimore Catechism, are adoration, thanksgiving, petition, and satisfaction. And satisfaction basically means repentance and asking for forgiveness for sins. So those four parts, and th- this is the brilliant thing that Dr. Foley does. He says you take those four parts and you can compare them to the four most important words or phrases that we teach our children. And they go like this. So adoration, I love you. Thanksgiving, this one's going to be a big surprise. Thank you. Petition, please. And finally, satisfaction or, or you know, reparation for sins, I'm sorry. When you think about that, when you think about what you're handing on to your children, the words that you want them to say, what, more, what four more important phrases are there? I love you, please, thank you, and I'm sorry. But the thing to remember is, it's not as though, you know, as what they start to speak, one, two, somewhere in there, you know, maybe even a little bit earlier, you know that it's not just about getting the verbal words in there and that's it, right? Let's say little Billy, you know, pinches Jenny, you know, it's, it's not like, Billy, you tell Jenny you're sorry. Sorry. Okay. We all know that that's not good enough, right? Billy's got to embody the I'm sorry. He's got to say to Jenny, look, I shouldn't have pinched you. I intend not to do it again. Let me make it up to you by, I don't know, showing your dolls a good tea party. You know, whatever is the way to make up for something there, right? 
But we all know, too, that for parents, for the adults, it's not as though you reach this certain point where it's like, I've got I'm sorry down perfectly. I always mean it completely in everything that I do because I'm over 17, so I'm perfect now. No, that's not the way that it works. And so in the midst of the home life, you too have to keep learning how to say, I'm sorry. You know, if all of a sudden, you know, something happens, it's Christmas week, and, you know, you've all been together in the same house, and you're tired of sleeping on the floor because grandma and grandpa are here, and all of a sudden you explode on everybody. Well, it's important to say, I'm sorry, and to figure out how to not get to that point of exploding once again. And see, and this is the great thing. We know that in the midst of our home lives, in the midst of the family, we have that place, that playground, that forum to grow in virtue around people who love us, who want us to become saints one day. Okay, we love each other, we know this. We get on each other's nerves, that's not a big surprise. And yet, the people in the home care more about what happens to you one day, where you're ultimately going. And it's in the home that we learn how to say and to mean these things. I love you. Thank you, please, and I'm sorry. And the great thing is, is that as we continue week by week, every Sunday, to come to our Lord, to be in the presence of Him in the Blessed Sacrament, to celebrate the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, we see these things truly lived out. And then, I just say, parents, don't forget, you've got to keep growing too. As I said, you know, we just got to study those four beautiful cardinal virtues. Unless you're, you know, completely different from me, it's not like, okay, temperance, check, totally got that one taken care of. That's not true. I think I definitely gained the holiday 10. You know, it's just one of those things. It's hard not to dive in, right? But we keep moving along. And the great grace that we have is we're not doing this in a vacuum. We've got these beautiful people with us in our family. Are they perfect? No, we all know that. But just like with Mary and Joseph, we have Jesus in our midst. We have this beautiful school of virtue that is the family. Love your family. Thank them. Ask them for things. Remember, to be able to give a gift, to rely on one another, is a beautiful thing. And don't forget to say I'm sorry when you fall. Because we all know we've got to keep working. We have to keep growing in wisdom and esteem, just like our Lord does in the gospel. And the beautiful news to know is we're not doing it alone. Our Lord is with us in the midst of all of this, in the midst of our families. May all of us continue to grow in virtue with the help of our blessed mother, St. Joseph, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever.